0: You're listening to an artist interview from Chirp Radio. You can find more interviews at chirpradio.org/podcasts.
1: This is Mick in conversation with Quinn Kirchner. Uh, where where are you? Where are you in Europe right now? I am currently in uh, Switzerland.
0: Uh, we crossed the border today from Germany. And
1: um, yeah. Very cool. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm on a tour with Riley Walker.
1: Uh, do you get to do any sightseeing or anything fun while you're over there?
0: A limited amount. You know, I mean, the schedule's pretty dense. You know, every day there's some travel and a show. Some of the drives are short, and you get into a town early enough that you can you know you have time to kill but it's usually just like a couple of hours or maybe you know an afternoon so you do a little bit you see some stuff most of the time just trying to like rest and then you know you're you're either doing that or you're driving or setting up or playing the show or sleeping it's pretty <laughs> it's pretty scheduled out you know mm-hmm. um And time moves at a different pace when you're on tour. It's like it moves at once very quickly and like quicker than it is and slower than it is somehow. I don't know how to explain it, but you pack so much into a short period of time, you know.
1: Right. Yeah. No, that I mean, that sounds a little bit like COVID time in general. (laughs) <laughs> if i'm being honest yeah so much is yeah. happening and yet nothing seems to be happening but um it's yeah. a little bit different because you're in a, di- in a in a different country
0: you know being being on tour in the u.s is, is crazy enough because you're, you're one place monday and you're probably in like usually in a different state every day and by the end of the week you're like on the west coast or something and you're doing like, you're in this completely different reality but you've all gone through it gradually together and in the same vehicle So the whole thing just it feels like it's been like a month, but it's only been a week, you know, sometimes because of all of the experience that you had and all the sights and sounds and the people, the venues, it's all squashed together. But then when you do it over here, it's even nuttier because you're just going in and out of other countries, like very different countries sometimes. (laughs) Uh, And that's a whole different, you know.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, just just the constant culture shock
0: yeah yeah I mean it's exciting it's definitely not for everyone but i I really like that so
1: so you tour with a bunch of different acts like you you were touring with um Riley Walker, just a lot of straight up jazz stuff, artists from you know just sort of across the board, a whole bunch of different styles. How do you prepare to be a part of like all these different bands, and is it like different for each style? um how do you get into the headspace of a uh, Riley Walker? um set as opposed to one of your own Mm. sets as opposed to you know when you're with an afro-cuban group
0: well i mean it's kind of the same with with anyone just in that you have to kind of just be talking about certain repertoire you know with whatever you're about to go do make sure that you're like i'm like brushing up on the material usually like yeah okay so like what's the set that we want to do what are the songs we want to draw from and in some cases, I don't really have to brush up that much because it's like so ingrained anyway. It's just like as a drummer, I always wanted to be able to play like everything, you know, like every style. I played rock when I started out as a kid. I started getting into jazz in my teens and like various, you know, sub genres that you might find between rock and jazz and everything around it. My goal for myself from the beginning was like, I just want to be able to play all kinds of music. So it's not, it kind of comes naturally to me to just bring what the music needs as a drummer sometimes can be very different, right? But like, you're just kind of serving the music. The Really the biggest part that that's different is just the people and then what it's like to be around those people. And some of them can be very different. The thing that sticks out the most, you know, moving from maybe touring with one group to another. I mean, it's kind of like just... Thinking about, you have so many different friends that you that you know from over the over the course of your life, people that you went to school with, different stages of your life, people that you've known because you lived near each other. And when you get together with them, you have your own sort of thing, like a language you speak or just inside jokes or whatever. And it's sort of just like that, really. You know, it's just a little more abstract because you're making music. But really, it's just about showing up and just being professional doing your job well and being someone people want to be around, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm, I'm a social person. I get along with a lot of people. I think I like, I usually have a good an easy time getting to know people or meeting people, strangers even. And that's, I think served me pretty nicely on, on the road, especially, but also just working with other artists. Cause it's, it's, it's so much of a personal thing. So you have to be able to be flexible in a lot of ways and, just know your role bring what you bring your best because it it would be cool this you know which is what ended up becoming the record almost accidentally not really I mean I knew it would be good material but I originally had kind of just thought of it as maybe some small vignettes or something like that
1: right right which are still kind of there you have the excerpts um on Bandcamp.
0: yeah and I made those because I was thinking just you know in terms of like the interfacing of how you know Selling music on the internet works, or sharing it really is that it's like you know Bandcamp does the thing where they you can make a track streamable, you know, when you announce it. But our our albums two track, you know, that are over like ones I think thirteen minutes and ones like fifteen minutes or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense. But I also know that I expect to hear a little of it if I'm gonna, you know, someone's announcing an album and I want to go check the first single or something. So it's a little presumptuous not to make any of it listenable. And I thought it could be really neat. that You take where it's some very long tracks, and just spliced out little excerpts that you could get a taste of, you know, sort of what's in there. And that was fun too to do that because you're kind of like it's it's like a new it's like you're making a new record almost. You know, if I made five one minute clips, well, which where would they be? Where would they be sitting in all of this? You know, it did kind of become its own album a little bit. It's like a new mixing session at that point.
1: Yeah, yeah, and. At- I guess I, I like the the way that these excerpts work because they do kind of give you a taste of how how they would have worked as interludes on your last solo folding, uh the shadows and right. the light.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. It's like I don't know, I think it could have ended up in there too. I think I went back to those in the mixing process of the shadows and the light and you know, because I recorded that album almost definitely, not knowing exactly how it was going to take form in the end. But we went into the studio and I was like, it was like coming together, but it came together in the process of making it. That whole thing, you know, by the time I got to mixing it, it was like, oh yeah, I've got this too and all of this. And let's finally get to this piano thing, uh, duo stuff. And it was like two really long improvisations that were really just nice statements as they were we all kind of agreed like, you know, it could be kind of cool just as it's on its own, you know? And so we just set it aside and I I had more than enough material to put together my, my album as it was, it was like, it's still very long and that was a challenge to get it down to like 90 or whatever, whatever it is. And um, it was, it would be neat to kind of try to reimagine the album with the duets in there somewhere.
1: Like you said, they ended up becoming their own statement. When I was reading the copy for your most recent album, um, Concentric Orbits, one of the quotes really jumped out at me. I mean, something along the lines of the music being important without being self-important. And I was really ruminating on quite a bit um, after I read it. And I was wondering if you would mind commenting on the role of ego while you're improvising with somebody else and just in, in sort of the band dynamics in general.
0: In improvising it can do a lot of damage. I think (laughs) you have to be careful Mm. uh, with ego. I mean, I say that only just because it's so important to listen and to be aware of what the other musicians you're playing with are saying and what they're, where they're coming from, because it is a conversation and it's okay to, you know, I think a lot of times a major sort of, I don't want to call it a mistake, but maybe like a misjudgment is, for an improviser is to, you know, you know what it is you're going to do before you get up there and do it because you've been working, working something out. You know, you've been practicing certain thing. That uh, usually is a misjudgment just because it might, it might not have any relevance to what might be happening in an improviser. And I'm talking, you know, especially purely improvisatory, uh, completely free playing. At, the, at its intrinsic core is that act and react and listening you know, you, I, always, I always like to shorten it down to, you know, someone once asked me, oh, well, you know, do you guys do a thing where you like work on a certain thing? And I was trying to fit, decide ahead of time if we were going to. And I said, all we're going to do is we're going to listen and we're going to play. And if we just keep doing that, we'll create something really, you know, interesting. But, you know, when you talk about maybe just in general like playing in bands and that can take a lot of forms just you know keeping your own ego in check but maybe having to you know just make sure that everyone's on the same page i think that i've just found over the years uh if you're improvising it's okay to come with you know maybe a theme or you have to say something you know but it's sort of like talking to someone especially if you're playing with someone you've never played with you just you start you start from the you know introductions and you go from there two people just sit and they're looking at each other talking at each other but it doesn't have anything related that's that can be a little i mean we would be like what is wrong what is these people are crazy what's happening important to keep that concept in mind
1: thanks for chatting with me for the trip radio artist interview series Uh, again this has been mick in conversation with quinn kirchner he has his own band he just released an album with rob clearfield and he is currently on tour in europe with riley walker thank you again so much for your time you're so welcome thanks for having me This has been an artist interview
0: from Chirp Radio. You can find more interviews at chirpradio.orgslash podcasts.